So we're at the end of, we're at the start of 2015. And so I'm seeing stars before terrorist attack and I want to tell someone. The, uh, the thing that, yeah, the thing I was concerned about whether someone's going to think you're batshit crazy or something. Um, or not was, I did drink to excess here and there, but I was working on building sites and um, drinking at the end of the week is, uh, I mean, I sound like an alcoholic if I say it's something you need to do, but I mean, yeah, when you do a hard week's work, you do, you do get really thirsty. And the other thing was two weeks in hospital, which no one's gonna see from, from the inside, they only see that from the outside. Then, um, already being monitored on the internet. Like I said, there's a few instances where I'm looking at something on the internet and I mean someone I'm looking at or Well, basically I can give you an instance where I looked at something and a few days later the person in the video is driving past me So um, I know I'm being monitored on the internet so straight away I just um, start explaining everything um, on Google That was in the beginning of January, and I thought about it pretty deeply. I mean, it had been it had been over nearly ten years since I started seeing this and saw them ghost first. Like ten years had passed, so I thought about it pretty deeply. And the first thing straight away in January, I don't think I finished the story till the, or I don't think I detailed everything specifically until the following December. But January of 2015 or February of 2015, I started, uh, I began to detail, um, detail why I should be believed, basically. So the first thing I referenced nearly was, um, one of the very first things was the oil echo. So if like a security professional who is obviously monitoring me on the internet, uh, takes that seriously. I was just hoping to God it wasn't Frumpy because Frumpy looked like an asshole from the very first time I met him. So I've referenced the oil echo, which is like kind of exceptional. And then um, if, someone, if someone was really a professional, they wouldn't ask the person who was with at the time. They'd asked um, other people in the building, like people who were working at the, the desk people who are working at the checkout. So I've gone through, explained the times when I've seen it, try to detail the times specifically. And um, I think it took me, like I did say one in this month, one in this month of this year. And then I think it did actually really take me a year to tell them it was because um, I was living in Boston. I've been in Boston for three years. I, for whatever reason, you know, it was a, it was a lot to, it was a lot to take in. It was a lot to tell anyone. It, I've, I've, the easiest route for me was just um, telling it on the internet. And I knew it was being monitored. So what was the difference between going into trying to persuade someone or for someone to... just to, It was just the easiest route. It was just the easiest route and it was there in my face. So I didn't have a problem doing it like that um so yeah it took me i was living in boston and it took me it wasn't until december that i actually said an hour before the boston bomb so that was after 
the um, uh, the nightclub shooting in Paris where 160 people got shot. Uh, things were, it was getting pretty bad around that time. The bomb. Remember when Patrice Evra had the ball and the bomb went off outside the stadium. So it was getting really, really bad at that point in time. Uh, it was pretty bad. 2016, 2017, and then it seemed to calm down a little in 2018. So we've got that. Then after that, after the um, after the Paris uh, bombings and the shooting at the nightclub, um, the next morning something happened, and then after that, I'm gonna just go down the. I'm not gonna give every theory or whatever. Well, there isn't that too many theories to it, but then I'm pretty sure this was just a police check to see if I was genuine at the end of it, and that happened in December. But I, I mean, I hate. Uh, I hated that one really because that one then started a load of games around Dorchester which in the end just uh, made my life just a pain in the ass because I was happy to keep a, a low profile, go to work and go home and then next thing you know you can have people talking about something and it was a... Uh, and that's I think the way the one person wanted it because uh, he was <laughs> he was getting his jollies off it by the looks of it. So I'll get round to that now. But the first thing is um, something that happened the morning after the Paris um, the Paris shooting, or a few days after it. And I'd just been to hospital. I cut my hand at work and had to have an operation because I broke a tendon. So that was the only reason I was off work that morning because I was only working a couple of days a week while I just got back into it because my hand was stiff and uh, something that happened that morning. So it's about within a week of the Paris uh, attack and the Paris bombings. And um, one morning, eight o'clock, I, um, I get to the mechanic because um, I had a bulb out or something on my car, so and I wasn't working every day because of my hand. So I got to the mechanic and was getting that replaced first thing in the morning. And um, there's some person, no, you know what, it was the morning after it. There's some person in there, the persons who worked in the in the mechanics was um, there from the Middle East. I'm not sure exactly where. And there's another person who looked Asian, Middle Eastern, and he was really, really, really pumped up. I only got a look at him for like five seconds, or ten seconds maybe. No, it was like five seconds. Um, he was a big big stocky guy and uh, really really pumped up so that was the first thing so I didn't mention anything I mean I was in and out of the mechanics all day um, it wasn't it wasn't too too obvious but when it came to the end of 2016 when everything was getting pretty bad I did mention it uh, on Google because that's just where it was at the time although I had sent a letter to the FBI about another person 
and I'll I'll come round to that. Um, but um, I was in the mechanics all day, so I saw the mechanic there all day. I only seen this person in the morning for ten seconds, and he looked like ridiculously pumped up, but he looked like half an idiot. And the um, the person who were there all the time, he um, he gave me a bit of a funny look. Um, afterwards, it wasn't like a funny look at me. It was just like this this crazed gawk. So I don't. It was. I can't put. Um, I can't really read that. I can't say what that was, but his look was distinctly distinctly different. When I walked into the um, into the shop, he was standing in the back of the um, the other person's pickup, playing around with a light bulb. Um, so I didn't mention that till the end of 2016 when things were getting, when things had got even, even worse. And next thing I know, I'm driving through a crossroads and the person is sitting, is riding the, um, the passenger front seat at a crossroads down towards um, South Boston, Dorchester. And uh, kind of as you're heading down Blue Hill Ave and he's driving past, the white kid is driving him and he's got his head up but he's looking he's looking uncomfortable or upset and so then straight away i've just um said on google yeah that was him gave a little more description and uh i think that was a few days after i'd mentioned it then he drove past me and then i identified him on google and that was the um that was the last i heard about that the only thing i can say no, I can't say that. So looking back at that one, do I think that was a police setup? Yeah, I'd have considered that, but the thing that makes me think it wasn't is that it's because I only saw him for five seconds. Um, I suppose that's all it takes. So I can't be sure, to be honest with you, I can't be sure. And either way, I got round to mention it in the end. And that was the the first one, really. Yeah, that was the first one. Since I sort of divulged everything, that was um, that was the first thing that came up. Oh no, actually, that was a few weeks before I actually ended up divulging everything, because after the thing in Paris, I did um, state everything kind of specifically, or as spe specifically as I, as I could. After that one. I get to um, an apartment building in the middle of Dorchester. Uh, I, I, I hate this one. I'll try and think of every reason why I hate it, but I just uh, I hate this one. In the end, this was the thing that the fire brigade said to me. The fire brigade said to me six months later, I think, or one bloke just in passing, but he's a person that I trust, and he said, um, said, yeah, the police set up the ammo could have said that just to make me more comfortable about it or could have just said that for one reason or another but I'll be honest I hadn't actually considered it was a police sale prior to that that's the honest to God's truth and that makes me think the other thing could have been a police sale but then after that and prior to that I'd, I'd consider that for anything I saw which is just a a pain in the ass to have to consider that
So this is the start of that that one with the mechanic. That was, I mean, it took me a year before I said anything about that. That was when it all started getting pretty bad. Um, then at the end of 2015, um, I ended up working on a job and uh, there's a, boxes and boxes and boxes of ammo i'll be honest we were ripping it out or it had been ripped out and we were just in there uh, boarding up the walls and plastering and i thought it was the kitchen the new kitchen that was getting fitted um so i think i was complaining about what, what are you doing with all this in here now we've got to move the now we've got to move the boxes to finish the finish the job what's the kitchen doing in here and then uh started moving it and he realized it was just a uh, full full of ammo full of bullets so i didn't say anything about that the first couple of days and then luckily i got one day back there and that day i was on my own so then i thought it over and uh thought it over and thought oh, i have to say something here well for one i thought the key wasn't working so i thought the lock was broke i genuinely thought that for a minute that the key was dodgy anyway and then i thought i have to because um if I was serious about the other thing, I have to say something about that now. If especially if the lock isn't working, because that's just um, that's just a hazard waiting to happen on an open building site where you don't know where people come and go in, and whatever else. But I always hated that one because um, the person whose apartment it was was uh, uh, he was a bomb blast survivor. Um, he did a tour of duty and. Um, I never saw where he was, he was amputated, but you could tell he was amputated by the way he walked. And, uh, but you see the skin grafts on his hands where, uh, where his skin got burnt off. So that happened to him on a tour of duty. And then, um, he's a, he's a police officer. Whether he was just wearing the uniform to amuse himself. Uh, no, I don't think so. He was way, way, way too clean cut. But, um, uh, Something happened then, the next time I saw him, when I saw him, you could tell he started to enjoy himself. So I can only imagine how the room went round and how it was played round. Because um, after something at the start of 2017, um, the cops and um, some other veterans got in pretty, pretty close. But I'll just skip through the rest of um, 2016 before I get to that. But like I said, yeah, I was um, I was being genuine and for real about seeing them stars for for a terrorist attack. So I, at the end of it, I mean, I had to. If I, if I didn't say anything there, they'd be guessing whether I was for real or not, and I didn't want them to be guessing. Who's they? I don't know. Still don't know. So probably the woman waving at me when I drove past the school just after I said something on Google. Um, so she's probably they. Don't know who she is. Two thousand and sixteen, um, uh, 
distinctly remember seeing a couple of amputees around uh, around Boston. I presume they were from the, the Boston bomb. I think there was about 50 amputees from from the Boston bomb. Well, there's a lot anyway. Um, and we get to June. Muhammad Ali dies, I remember. It was Muhammad Ali dies, and I think it was the day of his funeral. And um, I'm working at Boyd's house. That was it. I just met Boyd at the start of the year, and I'm working at Boyd's house. And uh, just the day I'm finishing the job and packing everything away, it's about 2.30 in the afternoon. It's a bright, shining day. And uh, I see these stars. And it was really, really clear. It was clearer than ever. I remember exactly. I'm holding my uh, holding my barrel that I'm mixing. I just lift, put a load of things in it. I'm lifting it up and I'm walking downstairs. And they're right in front of me. And then... So this goes off what I'm used to. Um, then four days later, um, so that was, it was four days later that um, um, there's a, a terrorist attack down in Florida in the Pulse nightclub and 50 people got shot. And um, so that threw me about a bit because I did say, uh, I mean, I, I sent it through. But as far as I was noting down time scales exactly and... Um, that one was four days later, but then we get to um, 2017, and prior to that, in between after seeing them stars, and then four days later, and then a couple of months goes by because uh, um, I found it out for a couple of months, and I just uh, felt a huge strain. I can't exactly exactly say why, but the next couple of months were really really hard. And um, that's when uh, everything started to get amped up again a little bit. I was walk, working on a job for a few weeks down in um, Jamaica Plain in Boston. And um, next thing is people walking past, sound like they're from England. And they're um, walking past and I can hear everything because I've got the windows open because it's baking hot and just saying random things um, as, I'm, as I'm going about my job um, at different points during the day. Then I'm downstairs and I actually catch one of the neighbours shouting something back. And um, so I don't know, that. I mean, that was after the ammo as well. So I don't know how the ammo played out, whether someone's coming in Big Hero 6 or um, some people weren't happy about that and they're, uh, they're, allowing, um, they're allowing people to come from abroad and antagonise me like that, which is what I think looking back at it. But um, um, so that was four days later. But then after that, I did um, mention I'd saw them. I kind of saw these stars previously, um, and I'm glad I didn't say anything at the time. Um, I saw them ten days before the um, ten days before the uh, terrorist attack in Brussels, and I vaguely saw them. Um, so it wasn't clear. So from what I, from what I was. Um, experience in there um i thought i shouldn't say anything but if they're not clear so i didn't say anything until after after um until after the, the pulse nightclub attack then i said to them i saw these stars um 10 days before um the 
Brussels airport terrorist attack and I said oh, this is on Google I said I didn't say anything because it wasn't clear um, so from where I'm sitting I shouldn't say anything unless it is genuinely clear and I was glad I said that for the way it worked out then in 2000 and uh, in 2017 in between that there's something um, which I, I don't know if I'll, I want to say but um, I had uh, an experience there and um, for about five seconds and uh that sort of prompted me into into making sure i i was completely um honest about seeing them 10 days before that brussels terrorist attack so 2017 comes around and um it's four days um before the uh for the bloke who went to Saudi Arabia um, before he um, ran over five people on the bridge and started stabbing people and killed a police officer. Um, it was four days before that I see these stars and the one year anniversary of the Brussels attack is in four days. Um, I didn't know that until the actual day of that attack but from where I was sitting I mean I was sticking my neck out a little bit but they were monitoring me anyway and they've been monitoring me for a long long time and um, that was what I've been considering for over a decade and what I've been thinking about and uh, so I mean it was clear as day that time at Boyd's and it was it was clear um, when I saw it uh, on the Saturday morning before that um, before that thing on London Bridge And it kind of worked out well because um, the one before the Pulse nightclub was four days and then the one year anniversary of the Brussels um, attack at the airport um, was four days away. Although I didn't see that then, but if you were someone who was um, looking into that and I had referenced the oil echo, which just sort of gave my footing from the, from the beginning. Um, then um, someone really, really, really could have put that together. So that would have been in four days. So, I mean, I was thinking about it, and like I said, these, these, I see the stars in any attack can be like all over the place or anywhere, but when you really, really think about it, um, would you rather know where or when? So, I mean, you can watch one place forever, or you can take preventative action everywhere which in today's modern world I didn't think was um, was too hard an ask to be honest moving forward like if it's completely taken seriously as I thought it should be then a week later I'm working at uh, a cop's house and he actually started talking to me about being a cop um would you be interested i said yeah i'd love to and at that point i took it as i took it as encouragement um then looking back at it um i thought somebody's playing a game or or whatever but um then i saw the guy like six months down the line i went to this police um 
diversity recruitment thing. The couple who asked me was like, text me trying to say, go take the test, go take the test. I said, I'm not taking the test before I'm married and I have a green card and all that. Um, but I, I said, look, hold on, look, I mean, I, I really, really liked her. Yeah, I said I'd love to. Uh, I was bored of working on building sites. Um, so I went to this police diversity thing and um, Shane, the, shit, the cop who had the ammo, um, when I come out of there, he's driving past and he's laughing. He said, thanks, Steve, because now I think he's getting his... Uh, He's getting his game on or whatever his game is inside the fucking cop shop. I don't know. 